0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, so now I know you came to hear a little bit about Abir Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Abichatzerah, who lived from 1806 to 1880. One of the great Mikubalim of Tafilat, and he of course was a son of the father of the Abichatzerah family, Rabbi Shmuel Elbaz, who was given the nickname Abi which the father of the mat. Because the story goes, he once needed to go on a boat, and he needed to pay a fare. And they asked him, he asked Kama, and they said, you know, X, Y, and Z. He said, I don't have the money, but if you want, I could teach you Zohar. So the captain said, Zohar Shmohar, I need Kesef, not Zohar. So he said, okay, you go ahead. But he needed to travel. needed to travel. So he was sitting on his mat, learning the Zohar, and all of a sudden, zzz, the mat starts revving up, lifts him up, and the captain is sailing, and right behind him is Re- Shmuel Elbaz on his flying carpet. And the captain saw he was a holy man, he said, Come on the boat, and Shmuel said, Actually, I don't need the boat anymore. And that's the legend of the name Abi Chatzera. Anyway, he had a son, Rabbi Yaakov Abi Chatzera, who was a great master of the Kisrei Arizal, and the Kabbalah, and he was the grandfather of the Babasali, Rabbi Salbi Abichatzera, the father of Rav Masud Abichatzera. So I want to share with you a very important approach to tefillah. What do we say about tefillah? Tefillah is, Dvarim ha-omdim berumay shal-aylam, adam azalzim Baham. Tefillah is something that stands in the pinnacle of the world, and people disparage it. So I want to share with you a very interesting observation. There are four times in the Tefillah that we say the Pasuk, Shema Yisrael Hashem Eloikeinu Hashem Echon. The first time is in Karbanot. Asherinu, Matav Chalkeinu, Manom Garoleinu, U'mayafah Yerushoseinu, Asherinu, Sha'anachtim, Ashkim, Arim, Batam Yisuz, Batamid Roshos, <laughs> U'mayachtim, Shumcha B'choyim, Tamir, V'Oimrim, Pamayim, Shema Yisrael, Hashem alainu, Hashem achad. Okay, very nice. Time number two. At the end of Psukim de-Zimra. Now you tell me. Okay, how many Sfaradim do we have here? Raise your hand if you're a Sfaradim. I can't see anyway, so don't don't be embarrassed. Okay. Everybody. So we have five people who are half Sfaradim. What? Five? Five fa, fa Sfaradim. Raise your hand. Ashkenazim. Okay, I want full disclosure over here. I want to know who says this Ashkenazim or Sfardim. At the end of El Ziyashir. Raise your hand if you say that. Ashkenazim or Sfardim? Sfardim. Good. It's Minag Ashkenaz. Thank you. Moroccans are different than Sfardim. Okay. No. I have no idea. I don't know. No. It's, uh, it's um, to say Shema at the end of Jashir, Minhag, of Germany. Only Germans say it. Now, I don't know any Germans that say it. But Minhag Ashkenaz is to say Shema. I actually don't know anybody who says it except for Moroccans. Okay? But it's in the Sidur. It's in brackets. The from North that, Africa. That combination is unbeatable, right? But... <laughs> Really? Um, <laughs> there you go. That's the second time we have Shema. Of course the third time is in Berchaskriya Krishma, where we say three partials of Shema. Now let me, you let me know if you say this. At the end of Aleinu we say Who says it? A few people. Four times in the Tfilah Shema Yisrael. Why four times? How many times have you got to say it already? One time should be enough. Now I want to bring to your attention an amazing theme that my brother pointed out to me, my brother Rabbi Ari Gladstein. It's an amazing observation. There's a certain theme in the davening that is reoccurring that appears again and again and again and again and that is a particular number that we constantly reference. Let's begin with Yigdal. Yigdal raise your hand if you say Yigdal I don't say it Arizo said not to say it but that's okay it's in the Siddur in Most the Siddur yeah okay. yeah you know the lady I know reset, so I I didn't yeah you know the, the lady there's a lady in Atlanta she's very righteous she would say everything in the Siddur Chag HaPesach Chag Chag you know Here's the thing, here's my advice. You could say whatever you want, you just better make sure you start Shmone Esrei with the Tzibor. If you don't start Shmone Esrei with the you're a good Jew, possibly, but you're not davening with a Minyan. The definition of davening with a Minyan is not being in Beit HaKneset, it's starting Shmona Esrei with the Tzibor. So if by saying Matovu, Yigdal, you're going to delay, you're not allowed to say it. You're not allowed to. of course. And you, say first first al- and you say twice, because you're saying because most people say, and then you to Rabbi Yishma. Okay. And Actually, Rabbi Yudah HaChassid says, on the way to Shul, to also say the Pasuk Shema Yisrael. Okay, but now we're getting to the basic, Yigdal. What is Yigdal? Yigdal is a summary of the Yud Gimel Ikrim of the Rambam. The 13 principles of faith. Now, why would you recite the 13 principles of faith at the beginning of the davening? So the Shlach says because the 13 principles of faith emanate from Yud Midot, Harach Kale is I believe in, God has created the world. It's an amazing idea how each attribute of mercy gives birth to one of the principles of faith. Okay, so that's the first instance we, where we see the number 13 in the Tefillah. Then, of course, before Pesuket de Zimra, we say, Rabbi Yishmael HaYmer, B'Shalosh Esrei Midot HaToyonid Reshes B'ahem." With 13 attributes of faith, the Torah is expounded in. Be'ekav Yeah? You know that? Be'kzei be Be'klal Prada HaKlau. Could somebody please tell me, why are we reciting a brisa, of Rabbi Shmuel of thir- the 13 hermeneutic principles of exegesis? You know, if you're about to learn Gemara, I would understand. I would understand if the but well, every time you open up yomi, every time you open up a Gemara, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi but you're about to daven. Why well, say Rabbi Shmuel's 13 meters of Darshning P'sukim? You're not Darshning P'sukim in the davening. So there are two approaches. One approach is, every single day, A Jew is obligated to learn Talmud Babli, Gemara. Really? Everybody? No, not everyone. Gentiles are putter from learning Talmud Babli. Goyim are putter from learning that. But if your mother's Jewish, you are obligated daily to learn Torah, which is primarily the backbone of Torah, is Talmud Babli. You know, Kloisenberger Rebbe said, Yeah, I like to learn Sepharim. It's all good. So he would talk to the women and he would say, If your husband comes home and he says, Yeah, I'm learning, yeah, but, but maybe he's learning one of the books. Make sure the book is at least this big. If it's not that big, he's not really learning. Okay, so the Ikar, Limud, is Talmud Bavli. After that, you can learn whatever you want. Anyway, Rabbi Shmuel Omer is the introduction to Talmud Bavli. In order to ensure that a Jew learns Talmud Bavli every day, we say, Rabbi Shmuel Omer B'shal Shesimina Zner. However, Rabbi, Rabbi Akabem says there's a Kabbalistic reason. The 13... Methods of exegesis correspond to the yud gimel harachamim. You want to elicit kale. God's me the rachamim of kale. You learn a kavachomer. And I'll give you an amazing example. The Maggid of Mezuch writes, Moshe Rabbeinu Davind, Kale na Rifan Allah. God have mercy on my sister Miriam. So God says, You want me to elicit kale? You want me to arouse kale? God says, Learn Kavachomer. If you learn Kavachomer, you'll awaken the Midah of kel. So, you know, people say, I need to, I need to elicit the Rachameh Shamayim. What should I do? I should get a Bracha? I should go to a kever. No! Learn Gemara. You want Rachameh Shamayim? Learn Talmud Bavli. That's the best way. Much better than any other way. One word of Talmud Bavli is greater than. Then a thousand brachot from a thousand different tzaddikim. One word. One word of Talmud Babli is equal to all the brachot you'll ever get in your whole life. Talmud Torah, can I get a kulam? That's the principle of faith. Torah includes all bracha. Anyway, that's another reason why we start off the tefillah. Rabbi Shmuel Omer B'Shalosh Esrei Midod Hator Nid Fine. Now we're up to Baruch Amar. Raise your hand if during Baruch Amar you take out your, all four tzitzit. It's your question. Raise your hand if you take out two tzitzit. Okay. Where does that come from? Why do, you, why do you take out two tzitzit? Now what hand do you hold it in? Two hands or one hand? One hand. Which hand? Right hand. Do you kiss it? You don't have to kiss it. Arizal doesn't say to kiss it. Monsieur Bruce says to kiss it. Why do you take out Tzitzit in Baruch She'amar? Did you know that in Baruch She'amar, the reason mm-hmm. says, we say Baruch 13 times? So it's interesting. In that case, we understand why we take out the Tzitzit. Because in Tzitzit, you have 8 strings and 5 knots, which are also 13. Okay. Baruch She'amar Vayolam Baruch Hu. Baruch Ha'yusabresh. Why 13 Baruch? Keneged? Yod Gimol Midos HaRachamim. Interesting. Then... The Arach HaShulchan brings down that, do you know how many parts of P'sukei Zimra there are? Well, let's count. Haidu, Mizmar Shir, excuse me, Mizmar el Yehi Ashrei, Five Halilukas, Baruch Hashem li David, and Shiras Hayam you have 13 parts of Sukkot Zimra each Baruch a Baruch She'amar corresponds to it's a Baruch for one of the 13 parts of Sukkot Zimra and why are there 13 parts of Sukkot Zimra because (laughs) Keneged Yud Gimel Midos now here is a very important part a very important halacha to know we know that once you start Baruch She'amar you can't you can't talk somebody talks after Baruch Shamar okay. before the end of the tefillah, they cannot fight to defend the Jewish people in a war. It's considered such a severe crime that they're disqualified from defending Jewish people. Otherwise, they're vulnerable. But the most chamur time to talk is when you say, the Mishnah says, the 15 praises in Yishtabach. 15 praises in Yishtabach. What are they? They are shir, Ushvacha, halel vizimra, oiz u'memshalah, netzach gedula, uvura, tihila, vseferes, kdusha, umachos, You can't talk then. You talk then, says the Kalosh, Kadosh, a lightning rod will be zapped from under the wings of the keruvim. And by the way, just my personal advice is avoid being zapped by lightning rods from under the wings of the keruvim. That's just my personal, and now. Another thing you shouldn't do by tefillah is, you ever see this thing? I could say anything here, right? So they won't invite me back. You see this thing? You cannot have this on during tefillah. Imagine if Kohen Gadol went into Kodesh HaKadashim. (laughs) (laughs) Then, next, right? We bring in the next guy. When you're wearing tefillin, Something I said? or no, I'm okay. When you're wearing tefillin, what has more kedusha, The tzitz that said Kodesh L'Hashem or tefillin? The Gemara and Chulin says the tefillin are 21 times more holy than the tzitz because the tzitz only had one name of God and the tefillin have 21. Would a Kohen Gadol dear divert his attention from the tzitz? You know, you're not to be mashiach Hadass from the tzitz. It's a love in the Torah. Are you allowed to be Mezicha Das from Tefillin? You can't be Mezicha Das. If my only purpose in coming here was to share with you that if you want to consider yourself to be an observant Jew who prays to the Creator of the universe, you cannot bring a phone into Tefillin. Otherwise, you're saying, God, I'm davening. I'm not really davening. I'm not. am re- not. Re- I'm not fully interested in serving you for the 30 minutes. That's one of the most important decisions you will make in your entire life. That during the time of the tefillah, don't tell me it during Chazar Hashatz. Chazar Sashat is more important than the Silent Shon Esrei, according to the Arizal. The Silent Shon is not so powerful. So therefore we have to hide it from the heavenly angels. The Chazar Hashatz is so powerful we have nothing to hide. Chazar Hashatz is actually the most powerful tefillah of the day. In any event... Um, but if you look in the Zohar HaKadosh, she says that actually in Yishtabach there are not 15 praises, there are 13 praises. Shir, Ushvacha, Halel, the Oiz, Umem Netzach, Gedula, Ugvura, Tehillah, the Kedusha, That's why most Chazanim, when they start Yishtabach, at least by Ashkenazim, they start Brachot, the Hodaot, Why do they break up? The brachot v'hadoot from the other third because the main shivachot are uh, the first 13. So it's an amazing thing. You have the bris of Rabbi Shmuel 13 13 baruch and baruch sh'amah 13 parts of B'suket de Zimrah You have Yigdal also but we're going to say I'm going to leave that out a little bit 13 praises in Yishtabach And then I was thinking wait a second How many blessings in Shmon Esrei? Say eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, but if you, but how many bakhashot in Shmona Esrei? You take out the first three, which are Shevach. You take out the last three, which are hoidah. Nineteen minus 6, 13 blessings of Shmona Esrei. So it comes out very beautiful. My brother pointed out the purpose of praising Hashem is la olam Yisader ve'achakach so first we praise Hashem with 13 Baruch's of She'Amar, for the 13 parts of P'suket de Zimrah, for the 13 praises of Yishtabach, and then we ask Hashem for our 13 needs. So each praise is a, a preemptive praise for each particular Bakasha. So that means, in, a, in, a, in effect, there are four times in Tefillah that we use 13. Karbanot, Rabbi Shemal Sukei Dezimra, Baruch Amar, Yishtabach already is part of Bircha's Krishma. It's like the beginning of Bircha's Krishma. And then Shimon, Just like we have four Shema Yisraels. So now let's... This is the setup for a great revelation. In the Chuvot of the Maram Shik, Shal Tshuvot who was one of the primary disciples of Chassam Sofer, Baruch HaTo'a Ado'inoi, Elohim Malachai Lam Sha'a, Kol The Maram Shik says, I remember when I was a kid and I was studying under Chassam Sofer. Chassam Sofer said, why do we say Shema four times in Tefillah? Because the four parts of davening Karbanot, Psuke de Zimra, Berchaskri Shema, Shemona Esrei, correspond to the four Olamot, the four worlds. There are four worlds. And those four worlds are alluded to in the word Abi'ah, Aleph, Bez, Yud Ayin. Ayin is Olam HaAsiyah That's this word, world, where we act, we do mitzvot. Olam HaAsiyah The world above that is Olam Yitzira. Yitzira is the world of the heavenly angels. Above that is Olam Habariya, the world of the Heichalot, the celestial palaces. And the world above that is by the Kisei Hakavod Olam HaAtzilut, where the the glory of God would ne'etzal, so to speak. So we have four worlds. Got this? Asiya, Yitzira, Bria, Atzilut, Abia, Abia of Abia. Now, Karbanot is the world of Asiya, okay, the world of action. Tsukeh Dezimra is the world of Yitzira. Berchaz Kruh Shema is the world of Bria. Shmona Esrei is the world of Atzilut. That's why the Rambam says when you pray Shmona Esrei, imagine yourself as if you're standing B'Shamayim. Because Shmona Esrei, you're literally in the Shamayim. Okay? And it says the Soifer, that therefore, since each part of Tfilah, you're entering a different world, you need to unify, you need to be meyachid, the name of God in all, all four worlds. So therefore in Karbanot, we say Shema. In the zimra we say Shema. In Berges Kriya Shema, we say Shema. And Aleinu, which is still part of Shemona Esrei, now I'll tell you an interesting thing. You ever see sometimes people, after Tahanon, they quickly take off their tefillin, they throw off their talus, and they make a mad dash for the door. Why does the Yitzhar, Why is it so important that people book before the end of davening? Here's the deal. Because the end of davening is called Kabbalat Shefa. You knocked on Hashem's door. You said, God, I need money. So God said, Okay, I'll give it to you right away. You know when it comes down, Ashrei Uvalatzion aleinu. So Yitzhar doesn't want us to get it. So Yitzhar says, Get book as soon as possible, so that during the payday, during the pay time, you're already out the door. So here, you imagine a guy, God, I need money. Okay, and by the time, the guy's not even here anymore. So, you know, the tzaddik's sitting in the back, so he gets his panel, he gets your part so also. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> um, so there are four parts of the evening. Comes Rabbi Yaakov Abi Chatsera, and he tells us a very amazing chidosh. And this is based on the Arizal that the four worlds and the four parts of Tefillah. By the way, some sefer revealed Ashrei Yoishve Vesecha, Oid stands for Atzilut, Yetzira, Briah, Asiya. But it's not in order. It's not in order because it should be Atzilut. Pesekha It's interesting, it's annoying. The Abir Yaakov says that even though God's name is Yodke Vavke, there are four ways to spell Yodk Vavke. And these four permutations of Yodk Vavke correspond to the four parts of Damni. So this I want to share with you. This is very important. I want you to see it inside. Okay? Take a look at number twenty-two. This is from Mishkenot la'abir Yaakov. Mishkenot la'abir Yaakov is basically, Oiz Vahadar published Abir Yaakov. In the beginning, they have like a hakdama to, they lay out in layman's terms, all the basic Kabbalistic concepts that you need to know to understand the Sefer, Abir Yaakov. So it's like, you know, Art Scroll has the, the new volume, Introduction to the Talmud. So this is basically, Introduction to Abir Yaakov. And what are the four ways to spell out the Shem Havaya? We have the 72 numerically valued 72, for example like this. You could spell Yud Ke, vav ke Yud Vav Dalet. Now the Yud you need to know is always spelled Yud Vav Dalet. Hey, there are three ways to spell hey. You could spell hey Hey Aleph, Hey Hey, or Hey Yud. Actually, what's interesting is, does anybody know what the letter He symbolizes? A woman. Because Ish is the Yud. Isha is the He. They're both Ish. The man is the Yud. The woman is the He. Okay? The woman could be in one of three states. She's always pregnant, but she either has a boy inside, a girl inside, or both. Okay, so if she's hey hey, she's pregnant with a girl. If She's pre hey yud, she's pregnant with a, a boy. If hey aleph, it could be both. Okay, so there are four ways to spell yud kevafia. The first is what we call ayin base. So the yud is yud vav daleth, the hey is hey yud, the vav is spelled vav then a yud and then a vav, and the hey is hey and then the yud. Gematria seventy two. That's what we call God's name in the full miloi. Okay, that's seventy two. That's the name of God corresponding to atzilut. That's shmona esrei. That's why, I highly recommend you go out tomorrow and you get yourselves a siddur. It's called masok midvash because there it tells you by shmona esrei it spells out the yud kevavke the way the kavanah should be that it corresponds to yud kevavke spelled out the miloi. Okay, then you have the Shem Samach Gimel, 63. That's for Berchus Kriyashema. And that's what we call Miloy Meshulav. There'll be some Yuds and some Alephs. So the Yud is spelled Yud Vav Dalet. The He's are He-Yud. But the Vav is not Vav Yud Vav, it's Vav Aleph Vav. So that's numerically valued at 63, Sag. That's the Shem Hashem for the Berchus Kriyashema. Then you have Ma, 45. 45 is for Psuke Dezimra. That's what we call God's name with Alephs. So Yud is always Yud Vav dalit, He is He Aleph. Vav is Vav Aleph Vav. He is He Aleph. 45. Sometimes you'll see that Rizal says Deshe Ma. 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 What's Ma? Ma is God's name. Ma is God's name. Yud Ke, Ke spelled out that where all the letters are Alephs. And then finally, listen to this. Karbanot is 52. Why 52? Because then it's, the Yud is Yud Vav Dalid, the He is He-He, the Vav is Vav Vav, and the He is He-He. That's the simplest way to spell out the Yud Ke Vav Ke. That's 52. The shame Ben. Now, the Chasam Sofer explains, back to the Chasam Sofer, Nusuch Svard puts Hoidu as part of Karbanot. Why? Why don't they put a part of the Zimra? For an amazing reason. Because what's the shame of Karbanot 52? How does Hoidu end? Va'ani begins with a Vav, 6. Bechasticha begins with a Bez. Batahti Bez. Yagel Yud. Libi Lamed. Vishua Secha. Rashi is 52. Ben. So since Ben is is Karbanot, Haidu goes with Karbanot and not Zimra. Okay. Comes a Yankab based on this idea that davening has four primary parts: Asiya, Yitzira, Bria, atsilot. The same way. We have. You want to get me some batteries from there? The same way. The same way, like Chassam Sofer says, we have to say Shema in all four parts of davening to be meyachid God's name in all four worlds. So, too, we have to arouse all the 13 attributes of mercy in all four worlds. So, therefore, we start off with Oilam and Karbanos. What? We do it in Sukkah De Zimra, the 13 baruchs of Baruch Sha'amar. We do it in Baruch's Kriishma, the 13 praises of Yishtabach. And we do it in the Shemona Esray with the 13 middle blessings of Shemona Esray. Thirteen plus thirteen plus thirteen plus thirteen is the shame Ben, fifty-two. Very good. So, and we do that surrounded by the fourth Sitzit, which is also fifty-two. So this is just an understanding of the Mivneh of the building block of thing. Now this this gives us insight into a very amazing idea. You know, what's your name? Shlomo. Shlomo. At the end of the, of the Amidah. There's a minhag that you say a pasuk that begins with the first letter of your name and ends with the last letter of your name. Right? So my name is Daniel. So I end off the Shemona Esrei. Dan Yadin Amai Ka'achad Shivtei Yisrael. It begins with a dalet, ends at a Lam. Why do we do that? Because there's an idea that, that after 120, when you get upstairs, we're afraid you're going to forget your name. So this way you say the pasuk and this will make sure you remember your name. Now, I don't understand why would you forget your name? So the Chaim says, because they are they're they might sling you in a slingshot, and the trauma, you don't know if you're coming or going, you're going to forget your name. So if you're not going to remember your name, how are you going to remember this Pasuk? I mean, <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, the Chavetz Chaim, Chaim says that when a person speaks and Har about another person, so you could cause that by speaking Lashonar about him, you're, you gift him your mitzvot, and you get that person's aveirot. Now, the Yitzhahara, in a certain sense, wants to scare us with this, because if a, once a person thinks, oh, if I speak Lashonar one time, I lose all my mitzvot, and I give, and I give him, uh, I lose all my mitzvot, and I get all his aveirot, then I might as well just call it a day after, you know, after the first day of the year. I once asked Rabbi Vigdior Miller about this. I asked him, does this happen one time in one chat?" He said, no. Commensurate with the level of Lush and Hara you spoke about the person. To that level, you, could, you would have to pay back in Mitzvot or get his Averot. Hashem knows the exact amount. So Chavetz Chaim says after 120, you're going to look at your record. You're going to see actions... I didn't do this, I didn't do that. I don't see any of my mitzvot. I see this guy's guy, I don't know if I'm Yosef, if I'm, if I'm Yaakov, if I'm uh, Daniel. I don't know who I am. You have identity crisis. But it's interesting, you don't know, you, you're not going to remember your name, so why would you say a pasuk in Shmona Esrei? Why dafke in Shmona Esrei? Think about it. Because what does Shmona Esrei correspond to? O'elam ha'atzilot, by the kisei ha'kavot. We're afraid you're going to forget your name where? When you're standing at the Kisei HaKavot. So we make sure you say the Pasuk in when you enter the Kisei Akavod, So the next time you go to the Kisei HaKavot, when you're standing there, you'll always remember your name. That's what Rabbi Moshe Wolfson writes in a Sefer. That's why we say the Pasuk at the end of the Tzvila. So important to be aware, even before we understand the meaning of any particular wor- word, the structure of the Davening. And this is greatly opened up to us by the Chassam Soifer, who explains the four parts of the Tfilah by the Abir Yaakov, who says the four parts of the tefillah. And in each part, whether you say the Shema, or you don't say the Shema, that's not the, the critical idea. The critical idea is the structure of the tfilah. We have to make sure we do some karbanot. Now, it's interesting, Halach Lamaissa, is one required to say karbanot? The minimum requirement of karbanot is Parshas Hatamid. That passage is the minimum requirement. Of all the things in the Siddur, you can't just say, the worst attitude to have is, oh, it's in the Siddur, I'm going to say it. Not everything in the Siddur could you say. You know, there's a shy... You open up the Siddur, it says, and then it says, yeah, but you can't start saying psukim until you say, yeah, but it's in the Siddur. No. Before you... The Siddur is also made for children who are three and a half years old. Okay? So you have to know the halakha. But the minimum requirement of karbanot is the parsha thamed. And recognize parsha thamed, I'm in oilam hoasiya. Psuke de Zimra, you really don't want to miss even one word. Because Psuke de Zimra cuts down all of the impediments, you see, in the airspace. You know, imagine if you were flying over North Korea, okay? there would be missiles shooting up you know, every three seconds. So that's what tefillah is like. You're trying to send your tefillah up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but they're prosecuting Malachim that come to shoot down the tefillah. So the only way to, it's like Iron Dome, the only way to shoot down the, the missiles that are shot at your tefillah, de Dezimra, verses that cut away all the instigating angels. So you want to make sure you're in shul on time, you say the Ho de Dezimra. Mishne Bura says you should say the words of Sukah Zimra like you're counting money, okay? Right? There's a you know how, how people count money. Chas <laughs> v'shalom, maybe two bills are stuck together, right? You don't want to if you might miss one, so you don't want to run any two words together. So that means I actually have to come on time. Yeah, you actually have to be present in a timely manner to be able to count the words of Sukah Zimra like it be money. But that's the world of Yitzira. Then you say Berachos and then you make sure to start the Shemona Esrei with the Tzibur, and that is the highest realm, the Olam Ho'atzilot. and the greatest Tefillah of all is Chazarat Hashatz. The Sfarim say, if a person saw that his Tefillah was not accepted, what should he do? again shenemar, tzibecha, So the Sfarim tell us, if a person sees that he's praying, he's praying, and his feels are not being answered, why? Because the main tefillah is, is The main tefillah is the Chazarat Hashatz. If a person listens attentively to the to the Hashatz, now listen attentively means. That when you answer Amin, let's say you hear the bracha Rofei Amel Yisrael. You don't just say Amin. You have two kavanot. You say I believe that Hashem is the source of blessings, that He heals the sick, and a mispalel that Hashem should heal the sick. Basically, you affirm that you believe Hashem does it, and you pray that Hashem should do it. Or in two words, the shtarim say you could have in mind, Amet, the Halavai. It is true, and Halavai Hashem should do it. That is the most powerful tefillah of all. So these are the four parts of tefillah, the four olamot, uh, asiya, Yitzira, Beriah, Atzilut. Four times we say Shema, four times we invoke Yedgim Omidah um, Sarachamim. May all of our tefillot be Niskabel, berachim of Thank you very much. The what? I turn the recording? what? I turn the recording? Yeah, thank you. You. Thank you, thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.